Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. My name is Ken Edwards. I am with the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Sitting to my left is Ed Maher. He is with the International Union of Operating Engineers. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Ken. How are you? I'm great. How about you? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday is right. I'm doing really, really well. Um, getting ready to head to Philly to celebrate my son's 21st birthday. Are you going to be there for the birthday, or are you getting there after? Nah, he, uh, he, he turned uh, 21 last week, um, but he has school. Uh, we have the radio, you know, so I yeah. my, pri- my priorities are set. So he's he's turned 21, and he's managed to stay in school for at least a week of that. He's <laughs> yeah. still in school. That's good. That I know of. It's I, a good sign. I could get there, and he could drop the bomb on me. All right. And, and we could all be coming home together. Well, hopefully you've got a good trip, and he's got nothing but good news for you. I hope so. And speaking of good news, um, I saw a report that said, if you have friends at work, you are happier. I mean, it seems like that would make sense. Where did this report come from? Uh, this online school called Harvard. Never heard of it. Is it's, it's something. It, little it, school in Boston. Yeah, it's whatever. It's, so uh, they're. they're uh, I guess they're trying to make a name for themselves. But they they had a uh, a study that said if you have friends at work, you're actually happier. And I assume that means you know you're more productive and you know enjoy going to work more and things of that nature. And of course, it got me thinking about you. About me? Well, in particular, yeah. I have so many friends at work. Do you really? No, I really don't. <laughs> I don't either. You know? Well, I didn't. When I worked at 150, you know, for, for quite some time, you know, I'm, I'm this horrible type A aggressive personality. That's not true. Yeah, well, yeah. And I, you know, it's like I just, people hated me and I hated them. And, and I realized, like, what, what is the problem? And eventually I realized that I was the problem. You understand? I never thought you were the problem. I appreciate you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're one of the only people that actually like it. <laughs> and there were hundreds of people that worked there. Yeah, I mean, friendships at work make you happy. That seems, I mean, I, I agree with it wholeheartedly. It seems, I would like to know what uh, a little bit more about the study at some point, because it seems like one of my old science fair things. Like, when I was a kid, uh-huh. the biggest thing of the year was science fair. You had to work your tail off. It took, like, two months to do it, write a big paper. Would you, but like, I, make one of those volcanoes? No, I would always do, like, does... Uh, water affect plant growth and i'd get plants and i'd water them and i'd get other plants and i wouldn't and i'd be like turns out it does obvious answer and i think having friends at work boosting your happiness that's another obvious answer but let me ask you this question um you know because there are all these like you know work husband or work wife now that i'm not okay with i absolutely agree with that wholeheartedly like people say oh that's my work husband or that's my work wife i always take that as I want to have sex with that person. Well, I would think of it as like if I'm having emotional issues, I'm I'm sharing like everything with this person at work. I think I don't think there's anybody who's really comfortable with the idea of their significant other having a, a work spouse. Does your significant other have a work spouse? No. Hell, not that you know of. Well, not that not that she tells me about it. <laughs> I got some news for you. Oh man, I'll tell you after the show. I knew it. <laughs> it's too good to be true. But I think that uh, it is. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's. I think it's important, um, and you know, I I'd love to hear people's reactions to it. Like, do you know, do you go to work? And it, I guess also depends on where you work, right? I mean, if you're working on a factory assembly line and you have headphones on and you're not within 
distance of somebody, it's going to be pretty hard to make work friends. If you're working on a construction job site, you can see the guys or whatever. But I guess this is more of an office environment type thing, probably. I don't know. You know, my, my dad worked in a machine shop, a hot, loud place where you're standing in front of a machine. Uh-huh. Um, and, I mean... They had the culture where after work, everybody goes down to the local tavern and right. sort of commiserates about their day. So, um, you know, I think I think this this probably makes sense just about everywhere because, you know, having to get up and go to work, no matter what you do, um, you've got to have friends to something to brighten up your day while you're there. It is it interesting, right? Like, this, let's say that there's a lunchroom, you know, people that sit alone or like and read the paper or yeah. play on their phone versus people that sit and, you know, talk. play cards or, you know, talk about books or, you know, shoot the breeze. It, it probably makes the day a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, I think psychologists say that interacting with people is what sort of like brings you joy throughout your day. Well, we're going to be interacting with somebody today, Ed. Yes, we are. And um, that person is Casey Martin. He is the president of the Midwest Coalition of Labor's Credit Union. Uh, we're really psyched to have him here today to learn about credit unions in general. Right. You know, a kind of a unique way of banking, I'll, I'll say. And With a lot of benefits uh, uh, that are just directed to the individual. A ton of benefits. You're so, not just making a billionaire more yeah. money. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. We um, and so we'll we'll have Casey on and he'll explain, you know, in in broad terms what it is. And then really kind of we'll we'll drill down a little bit as well and talk about how um, union members have yet another tool in their tool shed to have some financial stability in in their lives. So um, stick around. Um, And by the way, if you miss anything or if you would like to hear the unedited version of this show sometimes the director's cut the director's cut if you will because last week i thought i had made two really really good jokes and they were cut out yeah i think i i I instructed the cut of at least one of those jokes (laughs) (laughs) but if you want to hear them you can go to our youtube channel which i don't know what just look look up the workers mic look up workers mic google it that's what google's for i don't i can't remember the names of all these things yeah we'll 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 be right back uh you're listening to the workers mic right here on 720 wgn you're listening to the workers mic powered by the midwest coalition of labor and sponsored by megan financial premise health and voya financial welcome back everyone to the workers mic right here on 720 wgn i'm ken he's ed and we are very happy to welcome today casey martin casey welcome thanks guys hey, appreciate it. Show, no, no place i would rather be than on a sunday morning that's Absolutely. right and who you... wants to be home sleeping on a day like this as beautiful <laughs> as this it's yeah. a beautiful day casey what's your title so i'm the president of the midwest coalition of labor credit union that's awesome a lot of lot of lot of words there yeah we, we that's a big we, acronym we got to shorten mclcu you got yeah. it yeah. there you Ro- go rolls off the tongue yeah no it doesn't so it's all right you have a you have an interesting background and i thought before we even get into the credit union you would tell us you know why why do you work here at, at our credit union <laughs> all right so yeah i um I'm actually a third-generation operating engineer myself, right? I love it. So my grandfather was a gold card-carrying member. My dad was a gold, is a gold card-carrying well, member. Denny's still out there. Denny yeah. is still out there. And then I'm actually, I've been in the union now since 2002. So that's, uh, what, 20, 20 plus years myself. Wow. And so a little different, a little, you know, uh, the old man didn't necessarily want, want me... Uh, 
you know, swallowing dirt for a living. So he made sure that I was on the worst machines, right? Getting yelled at by the angriest bosses. He gives you the worst jobs right? because he loves you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. to worst, steer you away from it. Absolutely. So to go to college, got into finance, love all that stuff. Uh, you know, ha- had a great career prior to being here. Opportunity opened up, and it was something. I tell the story like I handed President Business Manager Jim Sweeney my business card when 2013. This opportunity opened up. Couldn't say no. Right. And when when was that? When did you take over uh, the the MCL Credit Union? Uh, let me see. 2019, May of 2019 is okay. when I started. Yeah. So um, let, let's. So the, the MCL Credit Union serves the members of the various unions that are part of the Midwest Coalition of Labor. So. Um, it adds value, I'm guessing. Um, you know, talk a little bit about the benefits of a credit union because if you, I think there are probably a lot of people that don't know what the difference between a bank and a credit union is. Um, and of course, a bank they sell stock, so on the stock market they're publicly traded. They're in it to profit, whereas credit unions work a little bit differently. Sure. So I'll try and stay on point here. I don't want to go off too much of a tangent, but you just hit it on the head, right? So. When you, a bank is for profit, and what what you would hear them say is, you know, we're here to maximize shareholder value, right? Which is code for we are here to screw our customers and employees. Yeah, squeeze every penny Abs- out of this business. Absolutely, possible. absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, I've seen it. That's just the way it is, right? We want to move every dollar of revenue to the shareholders, the owners of. Whoever those billionaires, the hedge funds, the, sure. the, you know, all of that. Credit unions, other hand, are you know, uh, not for profit. Okay. So our returns, our bottom line, is reinvested back into the customers, or we call them members. Yeah. And why do you call them members? Explain that. So when you are a a depositor at a credit union, mm-hmm. you're actually an owner. So mm-hmm. that shareholder. Right. At a bank that's just some foreign entity who we don't know who they are, they're just, you know, whatever. No, when you are a depositor at a credit union, you are an owner of the credit union. So you actually buy, if I'm not mistaken, you buy a share. Right. Correct. In order to become a member of the credit union. And not only that, it's the MCL credit union, but, you know, there's a building trades credit union up in Minnesota. There's a labor credit union out in Kansas City. There's several around serve, Chicago. That but all serve use. MCL folks. So mm-hmm. I'm name dropping right now, Ed. That's it's called. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Um, but it, it, when you join, you, you, you pay uh, and you buy a share, correct? That is 100% correct. And a share for... The MCL credit union is how much? It's $100 for us. That's one share. Mm-hmm. And and it's like a minimum balance correct, in your account, right? Correct. It's not a fee. It just sits there. That's that's that. And you don't, ev- you don't take the money. No. It's, it's yours. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like, you know, uh, X number X bank where it's like, you know, open this uh, account, but it takes you $5,000 and you have to have your check deposited and you have to spend X number of dollars within, you know, three, uh, all these like crazy like. Yeah. Annual gotta, fees uh, for special yeah. checking accounts. Who, and- Who's right. got to jump through? Like, yours, yours is a different model. Yeah, and so credit unions across the country too. And this is, I think, a fundamental, you know, uh, the idea of what a credit union is. When you walk into a credit union, you have to start with a savings account. Got it. And that, and I think that's key, right? That we exist to be a savings organization for you. Right. When you walk into a bank, you can open up 
a checking account by itself. They would prefer you to open a checking account because they can charge you fees for every check that you bounce or a fee for having the account. Right. They actually don't want you to open up a savings account. Some pay 0.01%. Like they literally don't want your money. Correct. Right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. So like, we, you know, we exist, like I said, it's it starts with the, it's a benefit for you. So Casey, you have on, um, in the MCL book, a phrase that I really like, and and it's it's something to the effect of, uh, banks are what is it? what is it? Yeah. So the line we use is banks are for profit, credit unions are for are for people. I love it. That and, makes sense. And that and but that that rings true. Yeah. yeah. Right. So so the, so the credit union is owned by the members, right? A hundred percent. And it usually has, if I'm not mistaken, a sponsoring organization behind it. Correct. So there's two types of credit unions uh, of where we're going on this. Yeah. There's uh, there's called community credit unions, which is this, it's the, in its most simple form, what you do is you put up a branch anywhere yep. and you draw a radius. How big that radius is depends on the branch and, and, and the, the population it serves. Right. That's called a community credit union. Got it. The other type of credit union, which we're called, it's a closed field of membership. Okay. That's the technical term. Right. Yes. What it means is ours specifically, we serve the union brothers and sisters of the and the building trades here in the Chicagoland area and other unions that are part of the Midwest Coalition of Labor. And their families, correct? Absolutely. So if you're a family member of, you're, you're a wife uh, or a husband of a union member that's in the MCL or a son, daughter, et cetera, you can join the credit union as well. Absolutely. And have your own account. Yeah. Okay. You can have joint accounts, just like a bank, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And and I I sat on that credit union board for twenty years. Yeah. Um, and I, I I dreaded the credit union board meetings because it was just a lot of numbers. It was very very boring. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, I know. I have a hard time sitting still. And then they made me the secretary, so I had to actually take notes, which really sucked. I had to, words and oh, numbers. Oh my god, I had to pay attention. It was it was the worst. Anyway. I joke, but um, you know, I bought my first house through the credit union. Literally, uh, both of my cars are through the credit union, and and we you know, appreciate that. <laughs> and listen, I appreciate your rate, right? And, and I want to talk for a second before we take a break. Um, why it's more advantageous advantageous to to use a credit union as opposed to a bank? So. The, the, the most simplest form of that answer is that not-for-profit status yeah. allows us flexibility plus the intent, the intent of a credit union, right? Yep. Remember, shareholder value, different different model here. We, and I, I've actively talked about this, we actively look to make less than 1% per year. And that's just to keep the lights on and grow the organization. So... If we see ourselves, if we see ourselves starting to float north of that, we lower rates on to, on loans, right? And so, I, I think fundamentally, wow, yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that that was the number. So you literally look to minimize profits. Absolutely, we actively look to make less than one percent on the long run. Because if you're you, the idea being, if you're making more than that, then your members are paying too much. We're, we're taking from you. That's right. not that's not the point of this organization, right? The, the point of the organization is to give back. We are. What is a, do you know what a bank like? What's what's their target? Uh, as much money as, as much, possible. As much yeah. as possible. Just right? as much as they can squeeze. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, because that, that you're talking once again about shareholder value, right? The, the analysts on Wall Street love that, right? Oh, they, they are able to oversize returns, right? 
So if you're a bank and you can afford to give a car loan for, let's just throw out 5%, but the other bank down the street is doing it for 10, you're like, all right, well, let's do it for nine. We'll still get all the business and we make a nice big fat profit. But if you're a credit union, whatever you can afford to do the loan for, you're not padding that with any kind of additional. So who wins with that? Your, your, your members. Yeah. So Casey, let me ask you, um, some of the products, what do you offer? Like, do you offer the same products as, as a bank? We actually offer a couple different things that banks really shy away from, specifically personal loans and debt consolidation loans. Banks really don't like to touch. Mm. And and you, as long as you're mentioning uh, that, home equity lines of credit. Okay. And I'll tell you this. At the start of COVID, they shut them down. And we expanded ours immensely. When you say they, you mean the banks. Exactly. Bank of America and Chase, I don't, I don't know if we can name drop. What it, they literally shut down their home equity line of credit programs when... Uh, COVID started. Why were they were worried people were going to lose their house? They were, they were, well, they were worried about defaults. From, people from, being out of work and immediately just taking all the money out of their house. Yeah, so they shut those down. And we stepped up and filled a gap that was really uh, helpful for our members. I'm and, sure. I mean, I think we added $4 million. We're small. Yeah. We added $4 million of home equity line of credits in two years. Wow. Uh, to our, it, it j- just almost overnight that that's that kind of quick that given our size and again doing it not because it's a product that's going to make you money but it's a product that is going to fill the needs and serve the needs of so many of your of your members at that time yeah to that point i cannot tell you how many home equity lines of credit we did for about 20,000 members that had about $20,000 of credit card debt right and you look at and 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 i and i sit down in my office with these folks and you look at the numbers of what they were paying, right. and we when we shift those balances to home equity lines of credit, sure, and life changing, life changing. You can be out of debt in two to three years with some discipline. That's awesome, and, and you've obviously lowered their interest rate, and they're thereby putting money back in their pockets. Absolutely, and that's the that's the entire point of it, right? Yeah. You know, so you're going, you're paying twenty five, twenty seven, sometimes thirty percent, depending on where we're at now with rates, right? To you know, f- four, five, six, seven. That, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and that, that really is life-changing. And, you know, kudos to, to you and the credit union uh, and the unions that are, are behind the credit union for doing that because it really is altruistic, right? Yeah. If you're just joining us, we're, we're, we're uh, talking to Casey Martin, president of the Midwest Coalition of Labor Credit Union. Um, we're we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and I want to drill down on, on some of the uh, some of the benefits that that you offer. You're listening to the Workers Mike right here on 720 WGN. You're listening to the Workers Mike, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. All right, welcome back, everybody, to The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. Uh, If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Casey Martin. He's the president of the Midwest Coalition of Labor Credit Union. Uh, We've been talking a little bit about the credit union, about credit unions in general. But uh, before we get started again, Casey, why don't you tell folks uh, where they can find you on the Internet? Do you guys have a website? We do. It's uh, www.mclcu.org. It's kind of a temporary site up right now. Mm -hmm. We're bringing a new website this spring. It'll go launch. Uh, We've got some e-signatures, and we're, we're bringing it really up to the times of where we need to be. That's great. That's awesome. That's exciting. What about a phone number? Uh, yeah. So uh, since we're working on that, yeah, 708-482-9606. Uh, that's how you can get a hold of us, 708-482-9606. And where are you physically located? So we are in Countryside, just off of Joliet Road and uh, uh, LaGrange Road there. So 55 and, and LaGrange, yeah, basically. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's the one location we got. So with one location, I mean, in comparison to a brick-and-mortar bank that has locations like a Chase or a Bank of America or whatever all over the place, um, you know, it's important that people have access to their money. Because I don't know when the last time I stepped foot inside of a, a bank is, but um, but you guys participate in ATM networks and things like that, so everybody has access to their money, no cost, um, yeah. you know, across the Midwest, right? Yeah, so I mean, uh, th- we participate in the all-point network, which... Most people don't know what that is, but they do know what uh, what Walgreens, Target, CVS, right. uh, uh, Circle K, th- those types of places. So all of those places have ATMs that are part of the All Point Network, and yeah. those are free of charge to our members. That's great. So and the right. ATM sign has like 18 different logos on it, and that's one of them. One of them is green, it. Okay. and it says All Point. Good. It's free of charge. Good okay. enough. Yeah. Look, look for that one. Yep, that's right. And we have debit cards. We have credit cards. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah we- we've got all of all of the traditional banking products. And and since we only, you had mentioned with the one location, we've got the, the mobile app with right. the remote deposit capture. And one, one of the things that I think is cool for our credit union it, it's 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 a really bad idea for a contractor to float funds to the to the to the, uh, to the uh, construction workers. So, if you use our remote app for the remote deposit capture on a payroll check, yeah, we make those funds available to you same day as long as you can take that picture by one o'clock. When you say float funds, you mean like write a check, but the money's not in there yet. Correct. Ba- it. Like so, it'd be a bad idea for a contractor to bounce a check to a union worker. Yeah. Nobody's going to show up the next day. <laughs> well, B- right? B- BAs, uh, BAs yeah. are all over the job site, right? Yeah. So, so because of that trust, yeah. we're able to make those funds available right. to our members, the union members, same day, right then and there, right, same day. It, uh, it, it, uh, it takes a while for the transaction to take place, sure. but as long as you can get it, to, as long as you can take that picture by one o'clock. Is there a limit? Uh, it, it is. It's like $10,000, but... That's like Ed Maher money. It's, <laughs> I mean, it? that's a... Yeah. You gotta meet that guy. I mean, the, the, <laughs> that would be that would be a, a pretty big week, right? That would, that would be working 24, uh, but it's, 7 it's, But it's interesting, like, even like a regular Citibank or whatever, and, you know, uh, they, they'll still, like, you put in five grand, they're like, hey, we just, uh, 2,000 of that, it's yours right now, right? They're gonna sit on three grand. They'll sit on and, something. And they're gonna yeah. make interest on that money while you're not. Well, while their policies, or everyone's policies, Policy is different, right? Yeah. Ours is if it's a payroll check, we're going to make it available to you. And, and Casey, you know, we are the MCL for the most part is in the construction business, right? Construction unions, building trades unions, etc. Now we have ten thousand uh, law enforcement officers, which we're uh, you know super psyched to to have on board and kind of branching out a little bit. But one thing that's unique about the construction industry, I've always found, is that obviously our guys generally don't work in the winter time, right? Yep. And how does that affect, you know, how does that affect... When you go into it to get a loan loan and you don't have your most recent pay stub or it's two months old. Sure. So, I mean, that is specifically the purpose of our credit union, right? And that's when we talk about closed field of membership credit unions, we understand our members, that ecosphere, right? And so when you come to a loan officer uh, at at MCLCU in January or February with no job because... Mm -hmm. We know we know you're going back out in March or April, right? So we just it's just course normal course of business, right? It, we it, we're not going to shut you down because you're you're unemployed. We just know how the how how it works, how the building trades work. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so it's nice to have somebody that speaks your language because you walk into a bank like Ed said, and you want to take out a loan or buy a car, and they're like, "Well, let's see your last couple of pay stubs," and well, I haven't had a paycheck in you know two months because I've been off all winter. Um, 
but I have vacation savings. And they're like, you have what? <laughs> what is that? Uh, so they don't understand the nuances of the building trades, you know, or unions in general, quite frankly. And your credit union and the credit unions that are part of the MCL understand that. And, uh, you know, this, we have a target audience, right? And then these are these workers. How, uh, what is the size of our credit union? How many millions in assets? So we stand about right under $75 million now in assets. It was, okay. it, it was about $55 million when I walked in in 2019. So we're about $75 million now in assets. And, and to kind of further your point there, I report to the powers to be, union bosses themselves, who want... Now, you say union bosses, you mean... Uh, the, the heads of the unions. I re- rephrase. <laughs> I should, we probably should cut that out. But no, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. They are the boss. The, the bosses. And, you know, these are guys that are wanting the best for their members. For sure. And, and, and so we look for reasons to say yes. Yeah. Right, you're not looking to deny loans. We, no, absolutely. We want they. This is a for us, by us pl- uh, operation. So when you say the, the so you have a board, yeah, and, and that's what the, I'm referring to. Yeah, and sitting on that board are the business managers generally of uh, the unions that own the MCL. Correct. That is correct. Uh, and that's I think that's important. Like Ed said, because they have the best interests of the members in, at heart. Therefore, they're going to pressure you, Casey, to go like, Hey, is there any way we can? Because I've been in these meetings. Like, can we give a little break on you know this particular loan at the moment? Or can we, you know, can we knock down car loans or can we do a special of the week on blank or whatever it is? And I've been in these meetings when they're doing that. And it's anathema to the banking industry because they're seeking to lower the profit margin of the credit union. But like you said earlier, it's 1% or less. And therefore, that money gets shipped back out to the members. So I want to give an example. And, you know, you've been, you know, fantastic to work with, Casey, to be honest with you. Um, I went to buy a car, and I think it was the middle of COVID, and it was like Hertz Rent-A-Car. They were like selling all the cars, because you know, talk about short-sighted. <laughs> it's like what a stupid. Across the street from my house yeah. is uh, the College of DuPage yeah. out in uh, Glen Ellen, uh-huh. and they filled that entire parking lot with Hertz rental cars. Are you serious? Yeah, for months, and they were just sitting there, sitting there, brand new cars. So, I know, and they sold them, and you know, you they can't were rent giving, a car now. They were giving cars away. I hate yeah. to say it. Like I never get a break in life. I, <laughs> I finally got a break, and I bought you know this ostentatious you know Chrysler three hundred uh, Breaking Bad Walter White car. <laughs> so, whatever. But I'm I'm there, and I'm talking to them like, oh yeah, we're going to give you this loan. It's going to be this. It's going to be this. You know, hurry up, blah blah blah. Sign this. Blah. And I call Casey, and Casey's like, here's what we do, because it was like I think it was a Sunday or something. It was just some weird day. Casey's like, sign the paper, and on Monday we'll just take it. And I think I saved 2%, 3% or whatever it was by moving my loan to the credit union. Well, you don't, you didn't move it, right? So we made sure that, and that's, I want to make sure we clarify that. You took the loan from us and we wired the funds over there to... Is that what we did? Yeah, we wired the funds. You think I would remember this? Yeah, so... It was two years ago. It's like, I want the car, I want the car. (laughs) It was like a midlife crisis. He's got to get the black charger. Just just, so we're all on the same page. It was a a Friday. It was a Friday and we wired the funds over there so that you could go there on the Saturday and pick pick up the vehicle. Well, I talk about me completely not remembering. We'll talk about him remembering of all the stuff that they do. That's kind of cool that you remember yours. I I appreciate it. We send, we send a lot of wires, on, yeah. it, and I think that's, you know, when you're not on site, because those dealers right. really push their 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 finance package. Sure. Um, but you, you just hit on it, right? And th- this that 
So when you're getting financing from a dealer, you're paying the bank, the bank who maximizes the returns over there. Yep. Uh, the dealer wants their piece too. So there's there's levels of this rate that are just adding on. Sure. All right. A quick call over to a loan officer over at the credit union. We're going straight to the bottom. At remember, less than one percent targeted total returns. Right. And it ends up that savings goes to you. We don't lose a lot of car loans to to dealers, do we? Oh, it, that is. I no no is the hard answer on that, and I pound the table that we do not lose auto loans to dealers. Only exception is those specialized zero percent financing right. from GM or Ford. You know where they're the special model, or whatever they're they're moving off a lot. You can't right. compete that. We cannot compete with that. But when that's when that zero percent financing is is done, because it's usually not for the life of the loan, they can move it over to the credit union, correct? Yeah, I mean you can refinance <clears throat> and you can refinance loans to the credit union at any point in time. Usually, usually the zero percent are for like you know sixty months or whatever. Right. But, mm-hmm. but like if you get a, if if you took out an auto loan, you know three months ago or so. And and you're hearing this today, you can refinance that over, and you know get you know if you were paying nine percent or whatever, I don't know what you're paying, right? Yeah, you you, you, just, you can compare what today's rate is. Well, so if you're just joining us, uh, we're we're talking to Casey Martin uh, right now. He's the president of the Midwest Coalition of Labor Credit Union. Um, Casey, if somebody wanted to to get a hold of you one more time, where where can they they get you? Yeah, so the best best way to do that is seven zero eight four eight two ninety six zero six is the phone number there. Right. Um, I, I'm I'm there. Uh, I try and return as many uh, voicemails as I can and, and emails. Uh, if you if you want to call about a loan, just ask to speak to a loan officer. You do have to have an account or uh, to to uh, to get a loan with us. You have to have that you know hundred dollar minimum savings. I want to say that. So you have to open up an account. But then, you know, yeah. I've got a question for you. So it's the Midwest Coalition of Labor Credit Union. It's run by the Midwest Coalition of Labor Board. Now, Ken over here is the executive director of the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Is he at any level your boss? Or if he tells you to do something, do you feel any pressure? Like, okay, I better do that. Ken's telling me to do it. I have to listen to Ken. The, the answer, no. The answer better be no. yes. No. <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely not. It she appears I might have no. started something. And this is, this is, this is why. He's, he stepped away from the board. He's long gone. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, this Cut is the why mic. I, Cut his mic. One, one more time, why I had no friends at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a perfect example of that Harvard study. That's right. Well, hey, listen, we really appreciate your coming down. I know that, look, we could talk about this stuff forever. There's a lot of nuances to it, and there's a lot of benefits um, to this as well. Simply establishing credit, for example. You have a kid, like my kid, you know, when he was young, open an account, establish a little bit of credit, get a debit card, pay it off, you know, things like that. I know that you work with uh, our union legal services, for example, to help people repair their credit. And, you know, Nick, uh, who who uh, will be on? I think I think next week actually um, tells me that the average increase in credit score has been like 150 points. Wow! What does that do? That lowers your interest rate, yeah. right? So I mean, there's some, there's a you guys are doing a really really great job and and, and you know really providing a, a great service for the members of the MCL. And once again, you know, labor is its own best kept right. secret. Nobody knows about this stuff until we actually get out there and blast it, right? So that's the purpose of, of this conversation today. We really want to thank you for coming on the show, Casey. Uh, we really appreciate your taking the time on a Sunday morning. Oh, my pleasure, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. You've been listening to Casey Martin, um, president of the Midwest Coalition of Labor Credit Union, right here on 720 WGN. 
You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. My name is Ken Edwards with the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Sitting next to me, as usual, is Ed Maher with the... International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150. That's right. Well said. Yeah, thank you. And uh, don't forget that if you miss something or would like to hear the unedited version of this, if something is edited, you can look at our YouTube channel. And we now have TikTok, right? We're on TikTok. Welcome to 2023. How cool is that? TikTok just got a whole lot cooler. (laughs) I'm pretty psyched about it. And actually, if you go to our YouTube channel, you'll notice that the time that we had the uh, apprentice from the IBW. Alyssa Cruz. Alyssa Cruz. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. um, She has more views. That show has more views than all of our other shows combined. I don't know what you're getting at, Ken. I'm getting at at the fact that She's a lot more talented than we are. Well, what I'm really getting at is Phil Davison was not here for that show. Oh, okay. So, thank God. Phil, if you're listening, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, well, Matt, it would be terrible for me if he was, like, the host, and I got less less views again. A lot of our best uh, reviewed shows or our most trafficked <laughs> shows are when Ken is out on assignment. So he's got a little bit of a uh, complex about that, I think. A little bit. You're good, Ken. You're good enough, and we like you, and you I, do a great I, job. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I got for. a call yesterday from another radio station. W- uh, in, in, my, uh, w- in my heart, there's no other radio stations. There's only one. And it's WGN seven twenty. Well, that's the number one station in in Chicago with the number one show. With the number one show. So we got a couple of things to chat about before we skedaddle. Um, What do you want to talk about first? You know something something that I saw this week that jumped out to me, and we've talked a little bit about Starbucks in the a little bit. Well, maybe more than a little bit, but this was something that just kind of um, it it rubbed me the wrong way because. Uh, Howard Schultz, the interim CEO, he was the founder, and basically he's been the CEO, he'll retire, and when something happens that he doesn't like, he jumps back in and says, you know, I'm the CEO again, which is where he's at right now, ever since the the, uh, organizing drives have been taking place at Starbucks across the country. So in an interview, he said that there's no place in Starbucks for a union, Hmm. that workers can say, yeah, they have the right to say, we think there should be a union, but the company also has the right to say, we don't think there should be a union. And now that is simply not, that's just not the case. And it's not true. Um, You know, in theory, the national labor relations act was passed for workers to say, we want a union and for the government to help them make that happen. It was passed to promote collective bargaining and, and help with labor stability. So what does the employers say in that model? It's nothing. It's workers. Here are the rules. If you want to join a union, here's how you do it. Here's a government agency to help you do that. Right. And, the employer doesn't get a say in that. They and do, that, that well, they, they have for a century. <laughs> well, that's why it gets confusing is because a lot of listeners may think, well, yeah, the employer does have a right to you know say, no, there shouldn't be a union. And in truth, they don't. Um, this is a, a decision left up to the workers. If they're, it's, it's as democratic as it gets. If there's a majority of workers who think that they'd be better off with a union, then they move forward with it. It's up to the workers. They are the ones who get to make the decision. Um, but here you have... Howard Schultz just out saying, you know, we don't think that there's a place for it. Well, it's, it's not like, really, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, he it's, flew there on his jet to give the interview. It's not really for him to say whether, you know, some barista in Wichita, Kansas, who has a kid with, you know, uh, on Medicaid, 
whether she should have a union or not. It's not up to him. It shouldn't be up to him. And just by the virtue, uh, by virtue of the fact that any employer gets involved in a union organizing drive and holds captive audience meetings and puts on anti-union literature and hires union busters and high-priced attorneys, there's an inherent uh, imbalance of power in that relationship. I don't right. care what you say, there's an inherent imbalance, period, the end. If yeah. your employer is looking askance at you and saying, you're, you're what? You're, you're going to join a union? You're going to be a little nervous, no matter uh, no yeah. matter what, right? Like, we don't think you should do that. Yeah, and we're the ones that pay you. Right. And, oh, by the way, you know, we just cut your hours. What? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. You know, we just uh, closed a couple of stores and fired I mean, a bunch of people. What, and what's the playbook? The first thing you say on the employer side, what's the first thing they always say is, well, you know, I don't know if the company can afford a union. If you guys do this, we might have to close close <laughs> our doors. And, you know, if you're a worker who's depending on, you know, a part-time or a weekly check, whatever, you're just like, well, I can't take that risk, so never mind. That's right. You and know, so, you're being unfairly influenced. And they're not going to close the store, by the way. Right. You know, especially Starbucks, who's obviously profitable all over God's creation, but they'll close stores in retaliation for, you know, people joining the union, allegedly. Right. And, you know, once again, it's an imbalance of, of power. So uh, the, the problem, of course, becomes, you know, and I, I hate to get into the weeds, but when the United States Supreme Court decided Citizens United it found that corporations were people and that corporations themselves had free speech rights. Right. That's crazy. Well, like not, if I want to join the army and tell my boss, like, hey, I, I want to join the military, they don't care. If I'm going to join, you know, AARP, which I'm eligible to do now, by the way. I'm not. It's been a few years since, you know, it, it's nothing new, Ken. <laughs> but if I want to join that, my employer is not going to say, like, I don't think you should do that. We don't need a third party interloper here. Yeah. Right. It's only when you want to join a union and better yourselves and maybe cut into their bottom line a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit, even though, by the way, you might make them more productive. Yeah. It just it just it needs to stop. And, and, and the, look at how much money companies will spend on union busting. Is that does that tell you all you need to know? If they're going to fight that hard to keep a union out, that union must be doing something pretty powerful. Ed, there's no question about it. When I organized and negotiated contracts, I would literally keep track, and I was you know fortunate enough to do it in the public sector where that information was public. I would find out how much they were paying their lawyers, and there were times where they were paid the lawyers more than. What we were asking for. For the entire increase for the length of the contract. <laughs> it's yeah. just mind-boggling. That's not surprising. Right? But when you're playing with taxpayer money, it's not your actual money out of your pocket. Right. You know, it's free-flowing. So, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's enough to drive you crazy. So, that's it for this week. You have been listening uh, to The Worker's Mic, uh, brought to you by the Midwest Coalition of Labor, right here on 720 WGN. We'll see you next week. The preceding episode of The Worker's Mic was powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. For additional information and podcasts of The Worker's Mic, visit WGNRadio.com.